1: Well, hi, and thanks for joining us this weekend. Mike and I are joined by our executive team, Leah Wenger, Putty Putman, and Jim Plank. Well, it's been 12 weeks since we made the difficult decision to stop meeting in person for our weekend services, and little did we know the roller coaster ride we were all about to go on unwillingly, I might add, (laughs) and I actually like roller coasters, but man, no one could have predicted what has unfolded these last few weeks and months. You know, what's interesting is as I've talked to people, I've heard from many that it's actually been a bittersweet season. You know, there's been a lot of pain and suffering as people have obviously lost their jobs and struggled with health issues, struggled from depression and anxiety. And yet there have been actually some bright spots, some sweet spots, extra time with family, um, forgiving sweatpants. You know, that's been one nice bonus. And a simplicity that hopefully we take into this next season of our lives as we begin to reengage. Well, it was actually a couple weeks ago that I sensed the Holy Spirit inviting us to pause on our message series and actually make space for a conversation, to share our hearts with what we feel like the Holy Spirit has actually been talking to us about, the future of the church, what church is supposed to look like in the coming days and weeks ahead. And so that's actually what we're going to do today. You know, we truly believe in team here. We plan in team, we preach in team, and today we're going to share as a team what we believe God is saying for us in this next season ahead. You know, this is a real conversation, so we're going to each take turns sharing. We might ask each other questions or jump in on one another with a, with a comment or, you know, some bit of uh, something that we feel like Holy Spirit's asking us to share. We're actually just going to give you an inside peek into the things that we've been talking about over the last few weeks and months.
2: Yeah, you know, charting our way through a situation like this has taken a lot of thought, uh, a lot of conversation, and of course, a lot of prayer. Mm -hmm. And in all of that, we've been, I've just been so thankful. Thankful for those who've gone before, for the wisdom of Hap and I especially it was easy to get that wisdom once he learned how to get on Zoom.
3: That was was
2: actually very helpful. So we thank you for that happen. We love you. And of course, thankful for our team and the leadership that we get to do this uh, with here. And so thankful for you, our our vineyard family Mm -hmm. who've been so faithful to encourage us in prayer uh, and send us just words of encouragement. Many of those very timely when those were sent, even prophetic words that were sent that have been so timely and helped guide us even in this situation. So we're so thankful for that. You know, some of the principles that have actually been guiding us in this season, uh, of course, are this this injunction that it's important for us to gather together. The Bible says, you know, we should value gathering together Mm -hmm. as people uh, and as a church. And so we know that that's a value, but we know that this is a situation that takes some discernment to walk out what that looks like as as we go through that. And of course, we're listening to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. That's very important to who we are, that the Holy Spirit is guiding our decisions Mm -hmm. and moving our decisions forward. And in all of that, we also want to stay true to our mission, to who we are. And we know that our mission is to, to love and disciple our, our church family, to love our community, and also to, to love and disciple our the world around us. And so all those things have to be taken into consideration as things that are we fulfilling our mission in the things that we do and the decisions mm-hmm. that we make in all of that. And so lastly, of course... We also want to be honoring of the authorities uh, that God has put in place around us in the government. And that doesn't mean that we, we don't follow our convictions, but it does mean that we don't allow fear or a critical spirit to be guiding us and guiding those Those aren't helpful in making kingdom-minded decisions. You know, the kingdom's not in retreat. Mm-hmm. The, the whole story of the Bible is is looking at God's people walking through hardship and tough times, but God redeeming and delivering them out of that hardship. It's just so powerful to see we can still see that encouragement coming through the Bible in that. Yeah, that's so good. You know, one of the things I've been reflecting
4: about that's unique about this particular hardship is how little we know what's really going on.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Um, you know, speaking from like the scientific perspective, sometimes we can forget that science is basically a process of just refining our best guesses. Right. <laughs> and you know, we guess, we check, we guess, we check, and we, we try and hone in on what reality is. Well, what's unique here is we've, we've had to make, not like us, but community leaders, scientists, politicians have had to make life and death decisions yeah. without the, the benefit of much of that process. And so choices aren't being made based on facts. Nobody knows the facts. Choices are being made based on the, the best guesses we have at the time. And that just makes
2: this a very unique situation to kind of try and chart our way through. You know, actually, it reminds me of a phrase that a pastor friend uh, told me, he was, he, was, he was hearing from a leader who had had to go through uh, a situation where they didn't know everything ahead. And that leader said, we know, may not know everything, but we reserve the right to get smarter. Mm-hmm. And I think that was such a powerful just phrase for us to remember this. We can reserve the right to get smarter in any situation, even with those unknowns. That's so good,
4: yeah. And and I think that's exactly what's happening. You know, as time goes on, we we are getting smarter. We're getting smarter. The scientific community is getting smarter on this. The political side is getting smarter on this. And so what we're seeing now is uh, at the beginning, uh, all the the ways to handle the situation were very uh, conservative because lives are on the line. My goodness, you know, we don't want people's lives at risk. Uh, But fortunately, we're seeing that most places haven't been as devastated by this situation as as was expected, and and there's there's a lot of factors to weigh. There's there's mental health factors, there's economic factors, and and all of these are kind of getting weighed over and over again as, as we all get smarter. And so what's happening right now is there's, a, there's kind of another wave of reevaluating all of this and saying, how does this work in our communities? And that prompts us to say, how does this work in our church?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, our church has really been seeking a lot of what, what's God saying. And I know we have done that as a team. I know many of you have done that as well. Uh, you've just been like searching, like what's God saying in all this, because you want some truth. And so um, I just wanna encourage you a little bit just to say thank you for being so willing to pivot and to make adjustments in how you do church and how we do church together as a church family. Um, You know, this team has made lots of decisions, but many of you have made really challenging decisions to reach out to the community in different ways. When we couldn't gather, you're leaving things at people's doors and all of those things. I just wanna say, I am so proud of you. Like as a team, we're proud of you. You guys have done a fantastic job of being the church right where you live. And that is incredibly, hard, but incredibly helpful to our communities. So thank you so much. For oh doing yeah, that.
3: it's been so fun to see people online, right? I, I'm just so grateful for the opportunities that we had to gather online in this season. like. Thank you, God, for Vineyard Live, that we had a space <laughs> where we could all come together and worship and hear the word. And thank you, God, for Zoom. I, are we still <laughs> thanking God for Zoom? We are, we are, we are. I know it's been a lot of Zoom, but it's what a, what a yeah. great tool to be able to connect when we could not be in person. And I, I'm i grateful for our creative teams, our production teams, uh, that they've created this online experience. And I'm grateful that we have this website, which new website, Refresh, coming your way. So Keep, stay, stay tuned because there's yeah, some good stuff right. happening. Um, but man, so great to engage online. And while I don't think that's going anywhere, I think yeah. online will always be there and we're thankful for that. We know that that's not the only way that we want to continue to interact moving forward. Yeah. We, we see as people begin to interact and kind of re-engage in community in the next couple weeks and months, we want to do that as a church as well.
4: Yeah, and, and as we look at reengaging, you know, I think it's I think it's just natural in such an uncertain situation like this to kind of almost want to not do that, to hunker sure. down yeah. and like let's just wait, let's wait until things go back to what we expect is quote normal <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> and 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 all of that. And that's that's just normal, like that's yeah. natural to to kind of have that concern. Um, but we know that God's always. God's always at work. He's always moving, even even in weird seasons like this. uh, The Holy Spirit is bringing us into whatever his next is. And and sometimes following him uh, means that we can't do the hunker down thing that we might think is like Mm -hmm. natural and normal. Uh, I was reminded in the book of Exodus where it recounts God's bringing the Israelites out of Egypt through the wilderness to the promised land. Uh, And it, it says it this way. It says, the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light. Now, look at this little, little bit right here that they might travel by day and by night. That's why it was the cloud and the fire. We'll come back to that. The pillar of cloud by day, the pillar of fire by night did not depart from before the people. Mm-hmm. God shows up as a cloud, God shows up as fire. Why? So that the people can travel through the wilderness. What do you need if you're out in the wilderness with like a million people? <laughs> you need something to take the edge of the sun off or, or it's going to be real hard. And what do you do when it drops down to 40 degrees at night? You need a fire to keep you warm. The presence of God is what made the wilderness hospitable, Mm -hmm. able to move move your way through it. And so when we're in a wilderness, when we're in the COVID wilderness, um, we got to not hunker down. We got to be following what God is doing. It's being in partnership with him, being right next to what he's doing. That's what keeps us safe in the midst of this. And so to make our way through the COVID wilderness, what do we got to do? We got to partner with his presence. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's so good. It reminds me actually of a story. When I was learning how to drive, my dad was teaching me that when you're in the middle of a really bad rainstorm, the worst thing to do is to stop. Mm. He said, you might need to slow down, but keep going. Because if you keep going, you're most likely going to drive right out of the rain. And I can't Mm. tell you how many times over the 20 plus years I've been driving, I've been in the middle of a rainstorm and I've wanted to stop. I've wanted to hunker down, but really if we just keep moving forward, even if it's slowly, we're going to move out of that rainstorm. And I really believe that this is what the Father is telling us right now. You know, whether it's a wilderness or a storm or however you want to make the analogy, we are in the middle of it. And our job is actually to partner with his presence, leading, allowing him to lead and us to follow. Right. Mm -hmm. And what I love is how the prophetic has been stirred up during this season. You know, regular men and women, people who aren't even on our uh, staff, they've been reaching out to us with prophetic words, which we love. We're so grateful for that gift of prophecy. And we've been noticing a common theme throughout these words. And it's this, that this is a season of refitting and retooling for our mission. And I believe that this refitting and this retooling, it's not just for the church. It's not just for our church. I actually believe it's for many of our lives. It's for our businesses. It's for our communities. It's an opportunity to actually Focus in on what God is asking us to do. And that both excites me and also makes me a little nervous because it's like you're going through a big renovation. And now Mike and I, we've renovated a home before, and usually it gets messier and and worse before it gets better. Um, But there's so many exciting things that are happening. We believe that God is removing things that need to be removed, that he is um, altering things that need to be altered during this season that he is repairing things that need to be repaired. And repairs often, they take time. They take energy. They take focus. And this is giving us that space to be able to do that. And then finally, we believe that God is adding things that are supposed to be here. New things, new ideas, things that maybe we would have never thought of if we had not had this opportunity. What's interesting is that we believe that the core circuitry of this renovation is the presence of God. We want to be a people that host the presence, that steward the presence, that honor the presence of God as we partner with his presence, allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us where he wants us to go. Because he's given us this mission of change the world with Jesus. He's, he's told us that we are to disciple the world, disciple our community, disciple the church. And what's interesting is, you know, in, in seasons like this, it can I'm, I like productivity. I like to, to get things done. And so it can kind of feel like, what have we done? Like, what have we done over these last few months? But really, when we took time to reflect, we saw that God, of course, who's always out ahead of us, being so faithful, was actually empowering us to live out our mission all throughout this time.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, at the very beginning, you know, yeah. when we're trying to sort our way through this, we hear God say, this is a Matthew 6 moment. Uh, it's time to, it's time to give, it's time to fast, it's, it's time to pray. And as we look back at that, w- what we see is God is saying, uh, part of partnering with the presence is a being spiritually involved. Mm-hmm. And, and really that's our, that's our ministry to, to the world. Uh, we're, we're people with a supernatural worldview. And so uh, we believe this is a, a natural event. Absolutely. There's a real, there's a real virus yeah. and there's mm-hmm. a lot of natural things to figure out there. Uh, but it's also a supernatural event it's also an event where uh, the enemy is caught up with this because he's the author of sickness mm-hmm. and uh, we get to participate in in that battle we as the church get to be part of, of God's advancing of his cause mm-hmm. and so the way we do that is we're spiritually involved we, we give and, and we fast and, and we pray and um, that's our role all the time it's our it's our role here you know I'm I'm even reminded this week of the the tragic events Mm -hmm. uh, with George Floyd. Um, It's it's another facet of the same thing. There there are spiritual powers behind racism. There are spiritual powers behind that stuff. And and it's our role as the church to be advocating for God's kingdom Mm -hmm. and and for for truth and for justice, not not the stuff that came Mm -hmm. out this past week. Um, And, you know, I think it's interesting that all of this has happened, uh, over such a um, such a symbolic window of time. We've had Passover, we've had Easter, and in fact, you know, this Sunday is Pentecost Sunday, yeah. you know, the Holy Spirit being poured out on the church to continue the furthering of God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, we partner with the presence by being
2: spiritually involved. Mm-hmm. I love that we get to continue our mission in the world, you know, yeah. and in the same way we get to continue our mission in our communities as well. You know, we've always been A church that's wanted to engage with our communities. And God's actually been challenging us to accelerate that in many ways. And we've Mm -hmm. seen that in Sullivan, we've seen that now in Champaign and Urbana. But that is it's important that we recognize that what we do in those things is to serve the community. Like we don't want to be the best church in our cities, we want to be the best church for our cities. And that's important as it guides that our thought process as we work that. And we've seen incredible, almost miraculous connections in our community. We've seen incredible unity amongst churches and organizations and city leaders to to meet the needs of of today. And we believe that that's part of what the guiding principle for us in in engaging with our community is engage with needs. Mm -hmm. That is so important that we're engaging with needs. And we do that first by engaging with people, engaging with those who have need, engaging with those who need the the, the injection of both a natural help and a kingdom perspective. Mm -hmm. We want to bring both of those paired together Mm -hmm. in in all that we do. And of course, we want to engage with partners. And when I say partners, there are so many people, organizations, leaders in our community already who are working for uh, the best of our community can we engage alongside them as partners? So we mm-hmm. don't have to create a program for everything that we do. Right. It doesn't have to be something new just for us. It can be something that we and come alongside and help. And we've seen that in a lot of the things that we're doing. We're engaging alongside partners in our community to get those things done. And then lastly, we want to, of course, engage with leaders. Engage with the leaders in our community, in our, in our governments, uh, in our business leaders, our social services leaders, our our church leaders. We want to engage with them because we know that kingdom leaders can bring a kingdom perspective and solutions into all the needs and challenges facing our community.
0: Yeah, yeah that's so good. I think, too, Mike, one of the things, as we engage, the challenge is like not for us to just get busy. Yeah, right. you know, we, don't, we don't want to just do busy work. We don't want to engage in things that are not kingdom. Yeah. Uh, we really want to focus on that. And you know, just as we hear and as we hear what's going on, we want to follow the favor really that's on our city. We want to follow the prophetic things that God has spoken over the cities where we live and the counties and wherever it is that we're at. Um, I think it's important we actually know who we're building relationships with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's been exciting during this time to see us build relationships with strategic partners who we believe will take the long haul yeah. with us, and then we'll be able to do this with one another as well. Um, we really are. What we're really saying is we want to be healthy cities, not just physically healthy. We want to be spiritually healthy cities as well. And we just want to be the church, like, where we live. Yeah. So, I mean, join us. <laughs> we, all of us, yeah. be the church where we live. That's really what we're called to do. I mean... Be the church, right? Yeah,
1: I love that. So it's just so encouraging to, he- to see that we've actually partnered with the presence to fulfill our mission by being spiritually engaged in the world around us, by engaging with needs in our community. And now when we look at the church with phase three happening here in Illinois starting this weekend, we realize that there's no opportunity for the church. And what we heard the Father say is that as a church, gather how you can. Now, for different ones of us, that's going to play out differently based on our health, based on the city and the community that we live in. But what is so great is that the church of today actually looks like the church of Acts, the early church. You know, there's really nothing new under the sun. The church in Acts was a two-winged bird. They met in large group at the temple daily, and they met regularly in small groups at homes. And it was these two things that kept people's spiritual lives in balance. You know, you think about a bird. A bird needs two wings to be able to fly, to be able to move. And I believe it's the same way with us in the church. You know, we need the balance of both being able to meet with large group and then with small group. And I'm so excited for what the Holy Spirit is doing in this season in small groups. I love what Hebrews actually tells us about meeting together. And this is what Hebrews 10 says. It says, let us hold tightly without wavering, to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works, and let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his returning is drawing near.
3: I I love this passage. I think it's just such a beautiful picture of what the church is really called to be. And I think these are the questions we're asking in this season. What does it mean to be the church? Right. And so the thing is what what has worked in the past maybe won't work moving forward, but we know that the early church had some good stuff going on. So I think the future church looks a lot like the yeah. early church. And, you know, maybe in the past where we have relied on a weekend service to fill our tank or to be that that wing, maybe we've been a little lopsided. Mm-hmm. And here's what we feel like the father is saying, as Julie said, gather where you can. It is important right now as we gather to continue gathering in these kinds of groups and mm-hmm. small groups and if you've ever been a part of a small group before you know it is transformational I, I think back to the years we spent in small group together and just the laughter and the tears and the highs and the lows and you know shared life with one another this is where transformation happens and so the opportunity the upgrade for the church is lean into small groups lean into doing life with one another lean yeah. into sharing your home and and the things that you have this is what it looks like to be church. And so what an opportunity for us in this season to encourage each one of you, each one of us to do life in smaller groups. We are super pumped that we have places for you to get involved. Mm -hmm. We have places for you to engage. We have a whole website called pickagroup.us where you can go and get information about small groups that already exist. But what our heart is for you in this is not to check a box. It's to be transformed. And we know that that happens in the context Mm -hmm. of community. You know, I think back to my my moments of life were shared with small group, right? My my baby's being born. You know, the meals that you brought. Thank you for all the meals. (laughs) You know, when my mom passed away, it was my small group that came around me. This is how we church. And we do it this way because it's actually where we can be vulnerable and share with one another. And so, while we know that there are opportunities to gather in larger groups, which we'll talk about in a little bit, we want to encourage you find your small group, find your people. Um, if you're in Sullivan, you can talk to Lonnie. Jamie would be helpful um, here in Urbana. Talk to Brandon Henderson. He will help you along the way. Uh, for some of you, you know, you've been running from a call of leadership, mm-hmm. and I feel like even right now you're like heart's pounding a little bit. You're like, oh, I think that's me. Lean in we will come around you. If you feel the call to start a small group, to gather people in your home, to start really pastoring the people and caring for people around you, let us help you do that. This is your time. We'll have some online training. Um, We'll have resources for you. We'll coach you. You'll never do it alone, but man, create space for people to have this kind of encounter. Because we know it's not just for the people sitting in the living room either, it's also for the world. We want our small groups to be mobilized, to to go out and to change the world. And for some of you, there's different ways to get involved, right? Some of you have high health risks or you're in, in in a place where it's not wise to gather in person. Thank the Lord for Zoom. Thank, thank the Lord for the, those those ways that we can still gather online. We encourage you to do what is best for you. But following CDC guidelines, we we want to encourage in-person meetings. We think small groups are a really healthy, great way to do that. Beyond that, you know, as things loosen up a little bit, we know that there's this important part of corporate coming together the early church modeled it right we want to meet in small groups but we want to meet in larger groups and for us um there there's going to be ways that we can do that which i'm going to talk about in a little bit Um, but i'm super excited about the opportunities Mm -hmm. that that we have in front of us as we can really partner with his presence and gather where we can how we can and the good news is he's always with us
0: yeah you know the interesting thing leah just when you talk about small groups reminded me if it wasn't for small groups sullivan campus would not exist right that people got the vision in small groups that let's reach the people around us so i love small groups if you're not in one get in one and if you're being called to lead one yes do it definitely um you know we're going to talk here just a little bit too about like kind of this idea of what's it going to look like going forward and Leah's going to talk in just a minute, like she said, about kind of what's going on in her man. I'm going to talk about Sullivan just for a moment. But I think just to set it up, kind of like we really do believe in gathering together. Like that Mm -hmm. is a crucial part of of worshiping, but we can't always do that. So we're gathering how we can right now, Mm -hmm. and that's important. And so I want to just encourage you guys to do that. Um, Just let me tell you this as we talk about some next steps is that we want to do it safely. -hmm. We want to do it with wisdom, and we want to actually have some patience, which is really hard right now, (laughs) and really difficult for me, and for all of us, and for you, I'm sure, sitting at home too. So uh, we we recognize that, and also it's awkward. Like, just know it's going to be an awkward time. You know, maybe you've walked up to someone to shake their hand. I've done this multiple times, and went, oh yeah, can't do that. Man, that's awkward. So we recognize that. Like, we we've had this conversation here, even like. What do we do? So just give each other grace, like have lots of grace with one another, Mm. Uh, lots of just giving people space and time to process. It will take time for us to get back together. But in Sullivan, we're actually going to do something a little different than we can do actually here in Urbana, but we're doing kind of a couple different things. And so we've worked through a process with a lot of people involved in this and really sought a lot of wisdom. We're gonna actually launch an outdoor service uh, June 7th. So it'll be next Sunday. We have a regular scheduled times and we'll do it several ways. You can get out of your vehicle with your chairs in hand. We'll have some spacing, and all of those things will be in place. Or you can sit in your vehicle if you prefer, or you can simply join us on Vineyard Live. We'd love to have you in any of those places to join us, and we'll have some more information coming out through some emails. But um, that's our our plan for right now. In Sullivan, that's our plan. And so we really believe God wants to meet us, no matter where we are. Mm -hmm. So... We're following the presence there.
3: That's right. I love that you guys are gathering how you can in Sullivan. And I just know that here in Urbana, it's a different boat, right? Different, different county, different regulations, different size. So there are just all these different factors we have to take into account when we mm. ask Holy Spirit, what is next for this church uh, in, in Urbana? And here's the deal. These are not easy decisions please pray for your leaders. Like there's no guidebook for this, right? We're following Holy Spirit. And what we believe he has said right now for this church family in Urbana is that we will continue to worship online for the weekend experience uh, for the month of June. And then we're going to have patience and take it, you know, a week, month at a time and just say, now what Lord, now what? Um, We have a great online experience. We want to encourage you gather with some friends and family members, bring them into your living room, worship together, pray for one another, uh, join the small group. There are so many ways to engage with, people in this season, even if we're not all in the auditorium at Urbana. Um, but we also know that we like that corporate experience too. And so what we're encouraging are small groups, like we said, and, and the other side of the coin will be these hubs. And if you've been around a while, maybe you've heard of the yeah. hub life. Um, hubs are really just kingdom impact groups that are not only corporate coming together for things like worship, maybe mid-sized groups, um, you know, just a larger expression of, of the church. But they are outward focused too. So they're, they're kingdom minded. They say, how can we serve our city? And so our plan, plan is to not only help you find a small group, but help your small groups come together to be hubs. They might be geographical. Um, I know we already have one in Mohammed. I know Decatur, D'Anville, you guys are doing awesome. Um, they could be, you know, by age, maybe there's a 50 plus hub or a young adult hub, but we really want to create space for you to come together for a more corporate expression of church um, as, as we can. And so we're going to continue to do, yeah. do that. We know, again, we're so excited because we get to be the church wherever we are. Yeah. yeah.
2: And, I, and I love that we can recognize It's different in different places. It's in a different, Sullivan's in a different county with a different experience. And even the way we've done multi-site, it's it's recognizing that Mm -hmm, that different communities need different Mm -hmm. things and have different experiences. And that's kind of the way we're walking through that, is understanding that we're making decisions based on the the unique situation that that we're facing in each of those. And I know that there's still this this understanding that we talked about that we're we're facing a lot of unknowns. But but I want to encourage you. Mm -hmm. There are some things that we do know. We know who God says that He is. We know who God says that we are. Mm -hmm. And this is not a a static moment Mm -hmm. in the history of the church. This is a dynamic moment where the church gets to be a carrier of hope to a hurting world. Mm -hmm. You know, we said early on. uh, My brother-in-law Jay said, "This is not our final hour, but it is our finest hour." Mm -hmm. That's right. And I think that that's true. And let me just encourage you with, with this exhortation uh, to be a people of grace, Mm -hmm. to be a people of grace and love, to be a people of extravagant grace. If you've been online, if you've been having conversations with people, you know, there are some very strong opinions about what (laughs) what should happen in this season. We want to be known as a church, as a people, as a people of hope, who are extending love and grace towards everyone whether that's online, whether that's our neighbor, whether that's the person we run into in the store, Mm -hmm. that's who we wanna be known as. That's the people that we are called to be and I encourage you to be.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. God is leading us. Mm -hmm. His presence is our guide. He is with us, he is for us. And as we partner with his presence, he's gonna show us the way forward. We want to encourage you today. Gather how you can, he will meet you there. Mm -hmm. He will meet each of us in this time the kingdom of God is advancing and we are going to partner with that. And we hope that you continue to join us. We we are so appreciative. We're so thankful for each and every one of you. And we believe that the best is yet to come. And so we just want to say thanks to our amazing team for having this conversation with us today. Thank you so much for, for participating. We're going to have opportunity for questions. We're going to do a live Q&A this Tuesday. We're going to have more information coming out in emails. We hope you'll check it out. But I'm just going to take a moment and pause and thank God for all that he's done so far. So. Holy Spirit, we are so grateful for your guidance, for your wisdom, for your presence. We are people of your presence, and we want your presence to guide and to lead us into the the future. And so, Holy Spirit, we just, once again, we give you our hearts, we give you our plans, and we just pray for your wisdom to reign in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks for
0: listening to the message today. To experience more powerful messages, go to vineyardlive.us or join our Vineyard Life Plus community to view conferences, trainings, and special teachings.